Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It is now 8.08 here at WCCO Radio. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. It is what I love to do is be here with you on a Sunday. And this next guest, I am so excited about it because we really need to try to understand what the um, what this is all about. It is We're talking about the Campaign Legal Center. Um, and let me tell you a little bit about our guest. This week, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a ruling that only the federal government is allowed to bring a lawsuit under Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Now, this ruling, which is expected to be challenged at the Supreme Court, could signify, sig- signify a major blow to private citizens or civil rights groups who bring the majority of claims in favor of voting rights for marginalized groups. Now, to look more closely at the impact of the Eighth Circuit's decision, we welcome Mark Gaber. He's a senior director of redistricting at the Campaign Legal Center. Um, We welcome him to the show. And he joins us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Geraldine. This is so important to talk about. Tell us a little bit about the Campaign Legal Center first. Sure, absolutely. So we're a nonprofit, nonpartisan nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., and we focus on voting rights, redistricting, you know, anti-gerrymandering, campaign finance reform, and government ethics, all sort of with the aim of having a better government, you know, more representative for, for all folks across the country. It is shocking to me that we consistently have to deal with this topic. A federal appeals court ruling threatens enforcement of the Voting Rights Act. You know, this is terrifying to Americans, absolutely terrifying. And there are many people that may sit back and laugh about this, but this is very, very real. What do you say to yourself about are we here again? Why are we here again? Well, I know it's like, you know, one step forward, two steps back. So folks may know that earlier this year, the in, in a decision that surprised a lot of people, the, the U.S. Supreme Court in a five to four decision with uh, Chief Justice Roberts and Justice Kavanaugh joining with some of the more liberal justices ruled that the voting rights section two, it's called the Voting Rights Act, you know, was still constitutional and still in effect and, and protected uh, voting rights to make sure that uh, it, particularly in redistricting that uh, black and brown communities were not split apart intentionally or otherwise and to dilute their voting strength. And so that was a real big boon uh, to the cause and to have that reinvigoration from the Supreme Court this year. And, you know, it's only been, you know, that happened in June. It's November now. And all of a sudden you have this decision this week from the Eighth Circuit 
Uh, and for folks who don't know, the Eighth Circuit is the Court of Appeals that covers Minnesota, the Dakotas, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Nebraska. And that federal appeals court said in a two-to-one decision uh, that private citizens can't bring suits under the Voting Rights Act, that only the you know, United States government can do that. And, and that's just a huge, I don't think it's going to withstand. I think that, you know, I don't like to make bets, but I think the U.S. Supreme Court is not going to go for this, having just said in a, in a suit from Alabama that was brought by private litigants, having just said, you know, this is A-OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, it would be a horrible thing if this became the law. The, the Department of Justice doesn't have the capacity or the resources uh, to bring these suits and oftentimes isn't being controlled by folks who are in favor of them. I don't understand how we have gotten to where we are, sir. Um, It is very frustrating to me. We've been talking about some of these same issues for a very long time. And then things creep in. And before you know it, we hear about the changes here and the changes there. Um, We have heard so much about... Oh, my gosh, how you have to, you know, go out there and try to make sure that everyone is able to vote and everyone is able to participate. And I don't see it anymore. And all of these things that keep happening, like what we're talking about tonight, it almost feels as though we will never get out of it. I feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> you know, all yeah. the joy that I had about uh, elections <laughs> and about voting. I mean, I'm, I vote every year. I vote. And I think it's one of the most important things that we can do. And then new things start happening and changing how we do this. And that is, is it really healthy for us? Well, you know, no. Uh, but, but voting is certainly healthy. And, and I think that the most important thing is that notwithstanding these setbacks that we see from those who want to prevent people from having their voices heard, it's so important that people to continue to participate and show up uh, because even, you know, just as a, you know, I litigate about voting rights. And so it's, it's important to me that people show up so I can keep fighting for people's voting rights in court because it depends on voter turnout and that that data goes into the court cases. And, and so it it might seem uh, like, like it's a struggle and like you're not actually achieving anything, but oftentimes we end up winning, you know, and the good side will win. And then, but we, but we need that turnout for our court cases as well. So it's super important that people continue to participate and not let those who want to stop you um, from, from prevailing. Well, looking back over the last six years, we already know that there are plenty of people that are moving away from voting. You know, maybe they weren't the ones that were voting initially uh, anyway, but, at, you know, you want to try to encourage them. How do you do that anymore, considering what they have learned, considering what we have all watched? And it seems as though, you know, those that who want to tell everybody else, you get to vote, but, yeah, all of these people over here don't get to vote. That's what it mm-hmm. feels like. And then people give up. I've had young people say, why should I vote? They, they change everything before we can even find out, okay, is this what I really want? Or they change the language. They change the way we, we vote. The times are changing, right? Okay, no, you don't get to vote between 10 and 3. You get to only vote between 12 and 2. You know, that sort of thing. It's frustrating. So what do we say to Americans today who are frustrated and they, they're, they're ready to throw in the towel and go, you know what, I don't even want to read about it. I don't want to know about it, and I don't want to vote. It's just take a deep breath and, and get back into it and make sure you participate because that that is the you know by by having types of restrictions that that's the goal is to prevent people from participating and and you just really cannot let that work because then 
if you do that, you're handing over the government and all the decisions that and we've all seen how important it is to actually have good policies in place. And, and all of that comes back to voting and participating and making sure that, that the people who are elected understand that they are accountable to, to the people. And so if, you, know, you can never let that sort of sense of doom about, about how our elections work take hold because then we certainly will have lost our rights. We certainly would have lost our rights, and that in itself will be a disaster for all of, for so many Americans to become quiet and just not participate would be a disaster. I don't know what else to say to those who are disheartened, who don't really understand why this is happening. Why are these people who want to make these significant, or I should say severe, um, changes to our, you know, to to what we understand as Americans, and that is the part I don't know what how to answer that to the people I want to talk to, um, sir. I hope that you don't mind, Mark, that we take a break and then come back and have our second sec- segment with you. Is that okay? Absolutely. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are speaking with Mark Gaber, Senior Director of Redistricting at the Campaign Legal Centers. Stay tuned. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It is now 8.20 here at WCCO. We are joined with Mark Gaber, Senior Director of Redistricting, a campaign legal center um, is where he's from. And I'm so excited that he's joining us tonight. And just to give you a little 
uh, taste if you're just joining us now. This week, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals issued a ruling that only the federal government is allowed to bring a lawsuit under Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. Here's the thing for me, um, and welcome back, of course, Mark. Really appreciate you sticking and staying with us. Um, You know, after reviewing the text, history, and structure of the Voting Rights Act, the district court concluded that private parties cannot enforce Section 2 the judges wrote, and the enforcement power belongs solely to the Attorney General of the United States. What do you say about that? You know, this is just such an outlier that private parties have been bringing lawsuits under Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act for the past 50-plus years, you know, and in particular since it was reauthorized in 1982. And no court anywhere in the country has, before this case, has ever concluded that they could not do so. Uh, Clearly, Congress, when it reauthorized the Voting Rights Act, Section 2, in 1982, it was specifically with the intent that private parties would do this. And I think it's just sort of a fringe theory that developed over the past few years. And like I said earlier, it's sort of a game of whack-a-mole in voting rights law. Uh, and so each time, you know, one of these obstacles comes up, we have to defeat it and swat it away. I'm pretty confident that we will succeed with this case as well. Uh, notably, this wasn't a unanimous decision. There was a the chief judge of the Eighth Circuit dissented and found that this was wrong and that private parties have the right to sue. And and that's clearly what Congress intended. And, and I just, it, you know, it was disheartening to see the decision, but I, but I wasn't surprised. Uh, to see it. And and I expect that the U.S. Supreme Court will overturn this decision. Here's where I am, sir. I'm at the point where mayhem is about to happen. People are so frustrated. Um, It keeps changing. It's ever changing. There's always someone coming forth to change another law, you know, add this to it, subtract this to it. And it's very frustrating. What does it look like for you 30, 50 years from now in the United States if we are you know, going in this direction? Well, the good news is that we've certainly made progress since the 60s and the 70s and the 80s in terms of voting rights. Uh, and, and hopefully we continue to make that progress. I think there will always be uh, forces out there that are trying to move things backwards. Uh, but certainly Minnesota sort of stands out as a shining star of a state that has very open access to voting and has, uh, you know, high voter participation and is kind of a national uh, example to use for other states. And so I'm always a hopeful person. I, I see things in, in as positive a light as I can. And I think that some of our earlier wins this, this year in the U.S. Supreme Court, just against the odds that people thought, show that, you know, we really can make progress. And so this is a I see this this week as a as a setback, um, but not one, as I said, that I think will be a permanent setback. I, I see this as being short lived. And I think that when those sort of setbacks arise and, and when we defeat them, it actually has the opposite effect of those that those who support it want. It, it shows that the Voting Rights Act is, you know, permanent and, and will last and, and will will work. And so I. I'm hopeful that that's what will come out of this. I have faith in our president. I really do. Uh, he works hard. 
Uh, I get tired of people talking about how old he is, which ageism is a real, you know, issue in our country again, right? It used to be, uh, you know, uh, taken care of, but no, 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 it's back. So as we keep moving forward and we know that it keeps changing, I keep asking myself, then what can I do? I know that I can still vote, right? Thank goodness they haven't taken that away. I know that I can keep voting. I know I can keep going to people saying, please vote, please vote. But there has to be something louder and stronger because that's what we're hearing from the other side. What would you yeah, suggest? I, you know, I, I think you're right about we got you got to vote. You got to talk to people and get them to vote. You got to talk to the younger generation and make sure that they understand that people fought and died for their for their right to vote and and make their voices heard. And when they do that, they elect people uh, you know that will listen to them. And so. I think that's the most important thing. But I also think it's important to reach out to your members of Congress and to your state legislators. They, you know, people might not realize this, but they listen when they hear from people. And if their phones ring off the hook about a particular issue, they take note of it. They, they tell the person who's answering the phone, tells their boss, this is, what, this is how many people called on this issue. And, and you can actually change minds by striking the fear into people that they're Maybe they have an issue that they might not get reelected on. And so I think it's important to have your voices heard both at the ballot box, you know, and just vocally and and to your representatives. Well, I agree with you on that. I just worry that it's not enough, sir. I just worry that it's not enough. What I am grateful for is for you, Mark. I really appreciate you working so hard for those of us that really need to understand it, need to know, and need to continue to vote and go out and get as many as possible to do the same. So I honor you for that. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope we can call on you again. Absolutely. Thanks, Sterling, for having me. All right. Take care of yourself, sir. Goodness, everyone. I don't know about you, but in our country, it's really tough what's going on. And a lot of us would like to just look at it and go, ah, I have nothing to do with it. Doesn't matter. They don't want to hear from me. Yeah, I don't care. And if you don't care, then there will be many, many more that won't care. And then what are you going to do? Mark is doing his job. How about you do yours? I will continue to do mine. It's time to take a break. A couple of minutes. Okay. I do want to say in the last... um, paragraph of this article. It says the immediate next step. We didn't talk about the next step, except he said he's going to keep fighting. But the immediate next step following Monday's ruling was not immediately clear. Legal experts expect the case to end up in front of the Supreme Court. Oh, goodness, again and again and again. The Supreme Court could choose to hear an appeal directly or the entirety of the Eighth Circuit could weigh in on the case first. Lacken, the ACLU attorney, said early Monday afternoon that the challengers had not yet decided our next step of actions. And as you all know, when it comes to politics, it comes to changes um, in what we have all established, whether it's the Constitution or outside of that, it's amazing how our next steps can falter as well. It says here, but... Um, She, Lacken, noted the recent circuit split makes her believe that the Supreme Court will be interested in taking up the case. What does that really mean, though? Is that powerful enough? Uh, For me, it's difficult. I hope that you will continue to vote. I hope you would fight to make sure others will vote. Keep having election parties. Keep having voting parties. 
get as many people gathering as you can, especially those young people who are about to turn 18. You know, make sure you stick and stay with them if you can. All right, everyone, it's been a pleasure talking about this, even though it hurts me, you know. It hurts my heart to know that we are constantly having to deal with these same subjects and nothing seems to be getting better. But I'm excited about talking about Minnesota Small Business Development Center, and that's going to be Andy Donahue coming up at 835. So stay tuned. We'll be back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It is now 8.32 here at WCCO. Welcome back, and I'm excited for our next guest. Okay, so yesterday the mom-and-pop shops got their day in the sun, no doubt about it. Small Business Saturday highlights the local companies that are the heartbeat of our neighborhoods. But while you were shopping for the holiday gifts, did it inspire you to potentially open a shop of your own that people can celebrate next year? Well, to discuss how you can begin your own company's journey, we have Andy Donahue, State Director of the Minnesota Small Business Development Center, joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. How are you, sir, and welcome. Well, I am well, and thank you for having me this evening. This is a great idea to get the word out. If you're interested in doing this, come on, come see us. Um, That's a big deal. Have you already started hearing people respond? Oh, all the time. Uh, you know, no matter if it's the holiday season or any other time of the year, you know, small business owners and entrepreneurs are really looking to, you know, start their own business and really take those first steps to launch in their own entrepreneurial journey. And even though, you know, during the holidays, it really, you know, motivates them a little bit more seeing all the other small businesses that are around their region. Right. So what are the first steps? First steps is, you know, you really want to first come up with your plan of action. What do you want to do? You know, the one thing that has really changed over the last few years is a lot of individuals that have had hobbies, um, some passion projects they've gone ahead, they've really been able to really bring those ideas to light. So what I would recommend is obviously first come to your local small business development center that provides no cost consulting for any entrepreneur that's looking at starting their own business. From there, we'll be able to get you set up with one of our uh, no cost consultants. and They'll be able to work with you through your plan of action from start to finish. Now, that sounds really easy when you say it like that. And, of course, my heart is beating fast <laughs> because we know that it is not as easy as many people think it is. I do believe that it's getting to the point where there are so many young people, you know, those between the ages of, of 20 years old all the way up to 40 years old that are saying, I think I'm going to throw my hat in. I mean, I've talked to a few people and I was like, wow, you actually did it. This is so awesome. So when you when you hear people say, I think I want to do that, 
Do you begin immediately saying, we can help you, we can make this happen for you? Or do you say, well, maybe you want to do a little more research? You know, a little bit of both. You know, it's, you know, everybody has their own, you know, way of how they want to have their pace to go. And some some individuals will come into our, our local office and say, let's get going right away. They'll have their own research already done. They'll have their plan of action, you know, ready to go, business plan, some financial projections. But then there's some that really want that guidance and from that, that really expertise that we do offer through our local SBCs and to really sit down and understand the journey and how they need to set up their plan of action, how much research they need to do. So everybody is really at their own pace and we can cater to that, their guidance to what speed they want to go. You know, I've, I've worked with clients myself and some will, will start within a couple months and some will take a couple years and we just really will go at the pace that they want to go. You know, we've lost some really great nonprofits that were working on these sort of things, especially when it comes to women and their businesses. And, you know, a lot of them have slowed down. Some of them have had to close. And I wonder, how do you start all over again? Has that happened to you? Have you all sat and said, okay, we need to totally rework this and do it a different way, a better way? Yeah, you know, if the last few years have, you know, taught us anything, is really looking at that opportunity where, you know, Businesses have to pivot for one, but then also those individuals that may have ha- had a you know a loss in their business, you know, to really start over and look, how can we change direction? How can we change the way we do business, especially in today's you know marketplace, and and really cater to who is who is our customer, and where can they find my product? Whether it's in our local stores, having an online presence, or however we can meet them, you know, if it's in any of those different areas and so on. In my head and heart, I always think of uh, the people that are getting into these businesses, that they need a team of people that stick and stay with them. Is that who you do? Is that what you do? We absolutely do. You know, we have a wide variety um, throughout the state of Minnesota. You know, our nine regional offices are, you know, all over the state. But beyond that, we have about 125 different unique consultants that can work with entrepreneurs through their entrepreneur journey. So anybody that's tied in marketing, QuickBooks, you know, financial literacy, a little bit of legal, we, we have the whole gamut of consultant expertise throughout the state. And beyond that, you know, I've always advised you know, entrepreneurs that we've worked with is to surround yourself with a team. You know, their, their goal of being an entrepreneur is really, you know, putting their passion forward and, you know, focusing in on what made them, you know, start the business and to surround themselves then with people that, you know, can make them even better and have a, a fantastic team around them. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You, you, one of the things I can imagine that you do is that to make sure that their focus is clear, that the title of whatever it is that they have chosen to begin a business in, all of those things really matter, right? The names, mm-hmm. the, the people, the, uh, where it's located, all of those things really matter. When people come in and talk to you, do you start where? Where do you start by advising them? Yeah, we, we start at, you know, a lot of that foundational stuff. And there's a couple of different ways we can do that. We can look at just doing a simple business plan, you know, with a client that if they have some ideas on paper. But some will just come in and say, here's my idea. This is what I'm thinking of doing. And where do I start from here? And a lot of times we'll really get into the nitty gritty foundational stuff. Just like if you're you're building a house or if you have another project, you want to really have that solid foundation. So we, we challenge them and have them do a little bit of research ahead of time or, you know, beyond that, as, as I like to say, their homework assignment is to go talk to individuals, go talk to who might be your customer, 
and find out if there is a need for that product or service. And if there is, great, we can go to the, the next step. And if not, maybe it's just pivoting the direction where they want to go. So really looking at those, those key and crucial you know, pieces of information that you need to have as a foundation. Because the last thing you want to be doing is when you start your own business is to you know, fall you know, apart right away without having those important conversations and doing your research. So having you know, the research that you can do from a secondary market, but also a lot of those face-to-face customer interactions right away, is going to make make your your business very crucial and very set up for success in the future. When you say success, explain that to me. Is there a certain amount of time that the business is doing well, or do you say we need you to get to this point? I don't care if it's one year, six months, or something like that, and we know that you're solid and we can continue. I loved reading that you guys um, work with entrepreneurs from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and you also help them to expand. That's a really big deal. Because we would all yeah, need and, and, info, that information for sure if we chose to do it. Sure, and success for every entrepreneur is defined so differently. You know, some are just looking to get a product to market. Some will say, "Hey, I want to be making you know two hundred fifty to three hundred thousand dollars in revenue per year." Some others will be say, "I want to be expanding it, you know, by year three. So, really, success is measured in a whole variety of, of different ways, but it's really measured by how fast and where the entrepreneur wants to go. And you're right, you know, we will certainly work with our our clients through the small business development centers and work with them on every stage of the business from that startup all the way through that second stage and expansion. So there's really no stop point. We go to that the direction where the business owner wants to go, you know, whether it's just going at a slower pace for them or if they want to be expanding in, you know, year three or year four and doing some different things, you know, we're at their pace. Yeah, we've had some hard times, of course, in the last four years. Um, and I know people were really scared. They said, you know, they're ready to go. I've talked to entrepreneurs that were really considering going all the way. And sometimes they say, you know, nope, need another two years or need another three or four years. Mm-hmm. How do you encourage them when they come to you and say, this is what I knew I wanted to do, but now I'm not so sure? You know, it's really having that, that conversation and you know, challenging them to see what might be holding them up a little bit, whether maybe it's a financial aspect of it, maybe it's a, a fear of failing. What a lot of, you know, clients and entrepreneurs that we've worked with over the last three to four years have, have all gone through the same thing with, you know, COVID and what happened with that. So really asking those questions to them and really finding what those pain points are and helping them overcome those obstacles. It's just like anything else that, you know, we face and whether it's a, a job, career, family or anything like that, there's always little obstacles that get thrown in your way. So how do you overcome those and having those communication, um, you know, with the client or pointing them in the right direction and, and providing that support for them if it is something that they need to be focused on? Yeah. Have you started a small business before? I have, yes. How did challenging a, a was it? Of, yeah. You know, it, it was challenging because, you know, you have to, you know, set aside a lot, a lot of fears. You have to you know, make sure that you do your research ahead of time and making sure there is a market for it. You know, there's there's so much that has changed even in the last decade of the way business is operating. Right. It is important to do a lot of that research ahead of time because, honestly, it's it's, it's changing on a daily basis if we look at how much technology has changed over the last couple of years. Exactly. That changes daily. So you always have to be, you know, right, you know, in front of it. And and if you don't know how to do it, 
making sure you have that team, as we mentioned, around you that can help support you through these times. Yeah, I sure hope that there are enough people to help because there are so many women specifically that really want to start businesses. And sometimes it is absolutely terrifying. And other times they find a place where they go, you know what, I'm comfortable now. I think I can actually do this. And many of them are succeeding. I love seeing women come forward. What are the, What would you say the average age of a person who is starting a business now in Minnesota, uh, what age would that be? You know, we're, we're seeing a, a, a lot of, all across the whole spectrum. You, you see a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, anywhere from that age from 25 to 45, you know, as you mentioned earlier. But we're also seeing a lot of entrepreneurs that are in their, their retirement phase that are looking to get out of their, their career and want to have one of those passion projects. They'll, they'll either open up like a little small boutique, small coffee shop. You know, we, we've seen it all over the spectrum. So it, it, there is really no limitation on, you know, an age demographic right now because there's so many different entrepreneurs that have a wide variety of passions. There's, they're starting all over the, the age spectrum. Right. It's so true. By the way, there are a lot of teenagers, you know, that are 16, 17 years old um, that have really found their space, right? Their place where mm-hmm. they want, they know exactly what it is that they want to do. Can they too come to the Minnesota Small Business Development Center and find out what the possibilities are for them to have a business? Sure, we, we can certainly guide them. Usually, you know, we do start at the age of 18, you know, about when we were able to consult, but we do have worked with some other teenagers there in that 15, 16, 17 years old mm-hmm. um, with a parent or guardian along with them, just because there's so much information out there. We want to make sure that they're ready for success. And a lot of the education that they're getting now, even in the, the high school programs, or even of some of those um, um, pre-secondary opportunities that the high schools and colleges are having, it gives them a great foundational basis for starting their own business. Yeah. And, of course, you mentioned technology. Technology is one of the key um, success <laughs> success <laughs> movement, right? Um, if you want to be successful, you got to make sure that you, you know that you want this, that you're going to work really hard for mm-hmm. it. Um, how often do you say... Um, yeah, we had this really big group last year or five years ago, and now it's dwindling. Do you see that? Do you say that? Or do you say, no, 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 they are thriving? No, the, we we certainly want to make sure that we present as many tools to their success, you know, especially the way that technology has changed and really have themselves, you know, on a, a digital footprint. You know, there's, there's so many different ways in how they could advertise in the past you know, that's obviously has changed. And so how much can we put forward from a digital marketing place and making sure that they're engaged in an online community and, and finding those tools out, tools out there? You know, there's there's so many different ways in how you could be looking at that and having a, a two-way conversation online, just like how you would be face-to-face, but you can do it now in a digital um, space itself. So there's so many different ways in how an entrepreneur can find that. You know, there might be different groups out there, but there's so many more that they can choose from now that weren't here even five years ago. It's so true. And, you know, small business might sound small, but some of these businesses are really thriving and doing very well, and I'm grateful for it. So thank you for what you do, Andy Donahue. Thank you so much. If people want more information, where do they go? So sure, certainly they can. If you want to look for information on the Small Business Development Center here in Minnesota, you can go to www.mnsbdc.com. That's our Minnesota SBDC website. Mm-hmm. Um, through the Minnesota Department of Employment and Economic Development, DEED is our, our hosting agency here through the state. 
you can certainly go to joinusmn.com and see a lot of the different funding opportunities that are out there, a lot of the different partners and resources that we have available between the SBDC, Launch Minnesota, and our other um, organizations that we do partner with throughout the state. Right. Final question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is, are our neighboring states doing better than we are <laughs> when it comes to small business? Are, are you, our neighboring states doing better? Yeah. I, I, I would say they're they're equal, but Minnesota is certainly ahead of the game. I, I worked in Wisconsin for a number of years, you know, in my former role with SBDC, and we have a lot of great resources here in Minnesota that entrepreneurs can take advantage of that other states do, certainly do not have. You just made my day, sir. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for Thank joining you for us tonight, me. Andy. You take care, and I hope to have you back on. I would love to be back on any time. All right. Take care. Good night. Bye-bye. Well, everyone, if you want more information, all you have to do is go to mnsbdc.com to get more information because there are so many people who I have talked to, women especially, women of color, um, that say, I really want to start a business, and I'm watching all these other women that are doing it. I'm watching young people do it. I should be able to do it. And then you jump in, and it's terrifying to some, and others say, "Uh uh-uh, i got to learn this. i got to figure this out, and they do. So congratulations to those of you who have really put everything into it and you actually made it happen. This is not something that easily happens. Some people really struggle, and before you know it, they're out of the business. But that doesn't mean they come back and try again. It doesn't mean that they they don't. Maybe they've already got the name of it. Maybe they've already established the business. And then all of a sudden they walk away and say it's not working out. Try again. Try again. Until... You can't try anymore. That's what I say. All right, everyone, coming up next is Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We believe you ought to know about it. And I tell you, there are so, there's so much going on in the Twin Cities, so much in the great state of Minnesota. Um, and so I encourage you to really read about what um, the young people are doing. Um, there are artists out there, like there's a, a family of four siblings that sing, and they're called None Above. And if you have never heard of them, I really hope that you will because they are remarkable. They kind of remind me, I'm from Gary, Indiana, so I, you know, a lot of us knew where the, the Jackson 5 lived and we loved to, to sit and listen. My brothers would always talk about them being on the corners doing doo-wop and that sort of thing. And can you just imagine what that would be like in so many other places? Um, I just keep saying to myself, no matter what it is, if you want to perform, if you want to sing, then do it. Try it out. It doesn't mean you will be perfect at first. It does not mean that. We all made mistakes, including me. We all make mistakes even today, right? So don't let go of it. Keep trying. Keep going. You know, go over those lyrics that you wrote over and over and over again until you cannot not do it. All right? Enough said. Are we going to take a break? We'll be back. It is now 8.53 here at WCCO. Welcome back. And as we wrap up this hour, there's a lot of stuff that we all need to be considering, too, as we enjoy the holidays, as we keep moving into December. Um, I know that sometimes it's a lot. It's a lot on us, right? You don't know exactly what to do. You'll say, oh, my gosh, I don't have the time to wrap gifts and go shopping and even get online. It's just it's a lot. It's a lot that's going on in our world especially here in the great state of Minnesota and specifically the Twin Cities. There are challenges. I hear, oh, my gosh, I hear 
ambulance and shootings and you read about it, you hear about it, and you keep saying to yourself, no, 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 it's got to get better. It's, you know, we don't have to do this. We don't have to live like this. But there are people who are just determined to do it, absolutely determined to mess things up, to mess their own lives up, to mess others up, you know, to hurt people. Now, it used to be a time when we would look at how many crimes there have been in Minneapolis. It's always Minneapolis, right? And then they start talking about St. Paul, and they try to explain it. They try to tell us, oh, don't worry about it. It's going to get better. And then sometimes it does. It actually does. And we feel very comfortable being able to go into areas that once had a really bad reputation. So here's the thing for me. I'm not going to be afraid. I can't afford that. My heart and my head doesn't need to have to worry about that. What I do want to be is very clear about what is happening in our state and what specifically is happening in the Twin Cities. Now, there are those who will write articles and they'll complain about it or they'll ask the questions and say, well, you know, it's really too bad as they wrap up the whole conversation, right? It's just too bad that this is happening. No, 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 it's not that it's too bad. It's worse than that because our children are watching So those of us that have a chance to actually live in the Twin Cities and in the great state of Minnesota comfortably, peacefully, God bless you. Not everyone has that opportunity. And, of course, we know that we have so many people that come from other states and even other countries here in our great state of Minnesota. That's one of the things I happen to love about Minnesota. It's one of the things I love about it. Yet we also see the harm that it's doing to our state and our even parts of our country. People talk about us, right? You know, when I was in Los Angeles for almost a month back in August, there were people talking about Minnesota going, man, we've heard so much about Minnesota, and you guys got some challenges too. Yeah, we do. I'm not embarrassed to say that. I'm not going to lie to them and say, oh, no, we're doing just fine. I'm not going to do that because that's not going to help us get better. It's not going to help me heal on all of the things that we learn and hear about in Minneapolis and St. Paul even now. So let's try our best to be positive about the Twin Cities. I know that we are positive about the state of Minnesota, but the Twin Cities for some reason is the one thing we keep talking about. And it's enough to drive you mad sometimes. You know, I don't say to myself, I'm going to stop reading about it or I'm going to stop watching it on television. Or, I, I don't say that. And there are times I really want to and there are times that I actually gave in to it. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to hear it. But if you don't hear it and you don't understand it and you don't know what is happening, then there's nothing we can do about it individually. But there is. There's always a way for us to get together and say, no, we're going to try to make sure that we do our part to make it better. That includes me, everyone. That includes me. So as we look at all the gifts we want to get for the holidays, that's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with that. What I am concerned about is whether or not we are making sure that we are taking care of others, not just ourselves. And some people can't even do it themselves. There's so many hurting. Don't forget about that, okay? And thank you for every one of you that have already helped, that have already given, that have already said, what more can I do? Thank you. You show us how to do it. The key is to make sure we do it. 
It's been a pleasure being with you. And of course, with Center Stage, I absolutely love this hour. And that is coming up next. Ginger Commodore will be our first guest. And I can't wait to talk with her. I know her well. She and I have been in groups singing together. She can truly sing her face off. Stay tuned. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.